1: live from glory Hole studios in chicago and beyond this is cognitive dissonance every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way we bring critical thinking skepticism and irreverence to any topic that makes the news makes it big or makes us mad it's skeptical it's political and there is no welcome mat and today is April 27th. That's the new intro. (laughs) We're recording it on April 27th. You're hearing it not on April 27th. 27th. Guys, the numbering system will be done by Ian in perpetuity. Here we go. Ian. He doesn't know this yet. What number is it? Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. And that's because we're trying to record ahead <laughs> these days. And this shit just gets confusing. It takes, it's weird. But, you know, it's also kind of useful, I think, to tell people when we're recording. Right, right. Because we've done this so many times. We record on Thursday night. We always record on Thursday night. It's our thing. It's our date. Yeah. And then the show comes out,
2: not on Thursday no, night. No, And the world happens and it between so Thursday to Monday. Yeah. Because when we come back on Monday, Tucker Carlson could be at OAN. He could. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nobody would fucking know because nobody
1: watches OAN.
2: I love... The oh. firing
1: of Tucker Carlson.
2: He's oh. all tuckered Tom, out. I just want to say, yep. Tom, yeah. that they had a mutual parting of ways. Thank they, you very much. He got <laughs> fired. Motherfucker got canned.
1: He did canned. get fired. He did get fired. I know. I I love that. Like, cause his last broadcast yeah. was like, "See you Monday, <laughs> hey folks, see you Monday," and then they were still
2: running promos for his show.
1: Yeah, and then it was just like. Uh, we here at Fox want to thank Tucker Carlson for all of his they years were, of service.
2: They were promoing shit like an interview that he was going to have on. Like they were yeah. they were doing a whole bunch of promo stuff that was like, that's not going to happen yeah. now. And it was like middle of the day. <laughs> <was some> <laughs> and then by two, he's walking out, getting escorted out his, by fucking security he's got, with his
1: box. he got his box <laughs> with his fucking plant in it and his fucking racist emblems and his <laughs> fucking know, He's, he's got to tuck it by Nazi flag or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Help
2: me carry my oh, swastika to, to the car, guys. Yeah. Oh, God. Here's my Adolf Hitler
1: vintage tie I've got to put on. <laughs> what a bag of oh. shit. I've listened to like three podcasts and listened to like art- read articles, like, and all of them are just delicious. Because yeah. at the end of all of them and at the beginning of all of them, Tucker Carlson got fired. Yeah, yeah. And I love that so much. Yeah. I love everything about the fact that that horrible fucking person won't have that massive 3.2 million person platform.
2: It's a money decision though. Yeah, of course it like, is. It's a, it's money a business right? They fired him for a business. So like yeah. all of us will celebrate and be like, man, it's fucking great that Tucker Carlson isn't there anymore. But- in reality, it's not because he was going too far right. Oh, it no, It was no, because no. he yeah. lied about the election and his tweets and, uh, not his tweets, his private messages and things yeah. would have been really fucking damning for the company. Yeah. And they had to settle. And then they recouped a little bit of that money by letting him go.
1: Yeah, oh, D- d- this is not a principal decision, no, right? Not, Ever. At all. So not at all. So I don't, I don't confuse it with it. Yeah. But as a as a person who enjoys the consequences sure. as much, if not more, than the principle, I'm yeah. like, good, good, because that guy was a cancer. Sure. And like, part of me is like, yeah, like, would I like it if he was excised from the system because like the system had a self correcting mechanism that sorted out the good from the bad? I would love that, but like. Fox has never had that. Yeah. What Fox has, like Fox got rid of Bill O'Reilly, not because Bill O'Reilly was a horrible person. He always was. But because Bill O'Reilly cost him a bunch of money and sexual caught. harassment. You got caught.
2: So- but is, you bring up Billy, Bill O'Reilly, and this is a good point, Bill O'Reilly to Tucker, right? right? So that's what happened was a Bill O'Reilly to Tucker shift. Is it, I don't think it's, it's against any kind of, uh, any kind of their morals at all to go even farther right. Oh no, no. I you know think, what I mean? And yeah. so he could be replaced by someone right now. It's like a shifting group of people, like Tulsi Gabbard's gonna be on there and other people, et cetera. <laughs> but there's gonna be a shifting sort of group of people who are gonna take over for Tucker in the in the interim. Yeah. But it could be the fucking Nick Fuentes show next yeah, man. week. It could,
1: this could absolutely give rise to a worse version yeah, of tucker carlson absolutely. right yeah and that and that's a super true possibility but maybe they learn a lesson that like these guys are costing us a lot it's of money. possible
2: right it's maybe possible. D-
1: because again like i think you're right not to look at it from a principal standpoint yeah. like never look at fox from a principal no. standpoint but they just lost 787 and a half million dollars and tucker carlson was a big part of that loss then when they fired tucker carlson their market cap dropped by a billion dollars. So this has cost them almost $2 billion. And I would think that just from a dollars and cents standpoint, they might say, all right, we need to be a little more judicious about who we put on the air. Judicious Not necessarily watches, less
2: man. right-wing. Judicious doesn't get you watches, though. You know what Yeah, you mean? a lot of, like, I know, I man. I feel like they got to push that envelope every day. It's got to go farther and farther right. It's got to go farther and farther. They've got to be the ones who are on that battleground, right? That cultural, that's what they create, that cultural yeah. battleground. And they've got to be in it every single day and they got to be pushing those boundaries every single day. Because if they don't, their audience will go find someone who will.
1: Yeah, and I did read something it was real interesting. This isn't like an original Tom thought. I don't remember where I read this. Um, but it basically said like, you know, for the longest time, people, myself included, were worried that um, Fox was pushing America to the right. That Fox was sort of like this leading edge wedge driving America further and further right and enforcing and reinforcing these narratives. But what seems to be more fundamentally the case, and I think I agree with the analysis, is like Fox, what Fox does is not bring people right. What Fox does is reflect the right back to itself. Well, so like,
2: Oh, I see. So the, the right changes organically, and then it just says, these are your values, because that's what you told me. And it just produces content I see. to match the sure. audience. So, like for
1: a long time, I thought that Fox helped to create that audience. That's what I believe from the 90s forward, yeah. really. And and I read this thing and it really like it really struck me that what I think at least is happening now, maybe that was true in the 90s, but I think what's happening now is that Fox is saying, All right, who is the audience and what do they want to hear? And the Trump scenario is, I think, the best example of that because they looked out at the audience and they said, what do they want to hear? And none of us believe that that's true. So we're not organically pushing our message at Fox. What we're doing is reflecting back to the audience yeah. what the audience wants to hear in order for them to continue tuning in. And so I do worry that like they've got their finger on a very rabid, dangerous pulse of America. Um, but I also know that like guys like Tucker Carlson for whatever grotesque reason they some there's only some guys who can stir shit that effectively sure you know so i don't know how long it'll take to find a replacement that can stir yeah, shit right. and has that charisma which he has none like this is a guy who's like everybody should like shine their asshole at the sun in order to get more I testosterone know. Yeah, yeah like what yeah i don't know how he captured the fucking imagination yeah. of the yeah.
3: right yeah. but he
2: did for some yeah. reason what do you think of that idea? Of I don't know that I agree
3: with it. it I no? don't
2: know that I agree with it. I feel like I feel like there are forces in the party that do push it that way, but I also recognize that Tucker Carlson uh, embraced all the worst qualities of that. There's other qualities yeah. in there that they could embrace as well that they don't and they don't talk about and they really embrace the worst parts, yeah. Tucker did, the worst parts of what Trump brought, the worst parts of toxic masculinity, the worst parts of, I mean, the very worst takes on the war in, the, in Ukraine. The worst. The worst, the worst. takes, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And so like, there's a, if you look at the Republican party, there's a big wide gulf about how people think about the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Look at how Lindsey Graham Mm. thinks about it versus how, look at how Trump thinks about it. And those are two totally different takes. And Lindsey Graham is just as far right as anybody else. And he represents a large part of that party who also are pro-Ukraine. And so, but they took the worst, they took the Nazi takes, right? right? So they took the Nazi takes. And that's what Tucker was showing constantly. And so while I agree that they are sort of reflecting some of that back to them I think that they're reflecting the worst aspects yeah, of it back
1: that's interesting I think that they're very they're, they're being selective yeah. in what they choose and like I'm wondering if part of this isn't like um, I don't know what the right term is so I'm gonna invent one like the social mediafication of punditry yeah so right? they're looking at like what gets the biggest reaction how does
2: my algorithm work right like yeah.
1: like because we know from social media that if people are mad, they stay tuned. Sure. And so I wonder if you're Fox and you learn and you hear that lesson, you internalize and you say, what if my punditry doesn't aim toward the middle of the right, but aims only at the things that the right is going to get angry about? Because if I know that anger and vitriol and like big emotional reactions are the things that keep people online on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, why wouldn't they be the same things that keep people sure. tuned into Fox? Yeah. That seems like a lesson any media analyst would learn yeah. fairly swiftly. Right, right. And I don't know what the term for that is. There must be a term for that. Sure, yeah. But I do wonder if that's why they choose to reflect, if the reflection idea holds merit, if they chose to reflect
2: the worst those parts, worst pieces yeah. back. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I mean, everybody, I mean, look back to that movie Network. Remember the movie yeah. Network? Uh-huh. Where they're all sitting around wondering what's going to sell? Yeah. Like, how can we sell this crazy guy to mm-hmm. the public? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they know what their numbers are and they yeah. knew what their numbers were back then. I mean, right. hell, one of the guys who was in podcasting worked for Nielsen. Yeah, Do you remember? Right. Like yeah. one of those guys that was in podcasting that we hung, oh, out, that we hung out with, worked for Nielsen. He worked yeah. for Nielsen. So like those those people, like they figure out how many people are tuning into certain, you know, programs based on surveys. And so- Well, actually
1: I did read, that. Is, that is actually brings, I, I listened to maybe the journal or the daily about this. I don't remember which one it was. But they said that Fox executives, they watch, like, they don't even have to wait for Nielsen, but they get real time in the middle of the show analysis of no what people are. So when Tucker Carlson, this is actually interesting. So when Tucker Carlson is talking and he's talking about a subject, they're able to see how his talk about Ukraine plays in real time versus, like, how many people turn it off <laughs> and go to some, so the data we're getting is real time. Crazy, and I bet that that's a big part of what yeah, influences sure. that too. Sure, because they're not waiting like, oh, how many people watch Tucker Carlson? Instead, they can be like, yeah. how many people watch Tucker Carlson when he was talking about immigration?
2: You know, it's interesting because like YouTube, I'm starting to get into YouTube because I'm doing the cooking show, right? Yeah. and so I'm able to see the back end of my cooking stuff and what's going on there. But then I'm also able to like see where people in my video like like fast forward to and go to and yeah. spend the most time. And so, so think about what Fox can see. If so you can if, see that. if I can see that on YouTube, right? what can other people see? You right. Know?
1: So, yeah. So it's fucking fascinating. Yeah. And I am worried, like you are, that like a worse
2: version of Tucker will come out. There is one. I mean, there is one can yeah. Nick Fuentes Nick, is a worse there you go. version. There you go. Yeah. Oh God. And Alex Jones is a worse version. I mean, like there's there's, there's are people who versions. have been covering for a long time who are worse versions of Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Um, they just didn't have a voice before, but I have no I have no like no confidence that they're not going to elevate one of these crazy voices. Oh, I I why I, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, they, I don't think that I don't think that's far-fetched yeah. at all. I, mean, I don't it, think that's far-fetched, it's not far-fetched at, all. at all for me to think that the next host could be an incel. Yeah, man. Yeah. I that could happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, Fox is, Fox
2: is extremely
1: I don't know their demographics, but it feels Crazy male centric and patriarchal Very much so. And very yeah, toxic. Very much. And that so. was actually part of two, some of the some of the um speculation as to why Tucker might have gotten fired is that he had a lot of like really misogynist, sexually like sexual harassment style stuff that was revealed in his text messages. So yeah. like it might have cost him He's a
2: fucking dirt. He's a complete he's, he's everything you expected him bag. to be. Man. He's a fucking dirtbag. And you're like, good. I'm glad he's good. fucking unemployed. Num, 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 yep. <laughs> You know, I hope, I
1: think I texted this to you. I hope that after that happened, I hope after he got fired, I hope he went home and I hope he cried and I hope there was no one there to comfort him. And I hope that that is the story for the rest of
2: his I life. I hope that he, that he tried to go home, but when he got there, his house was burnt down.
3: <laughs> These guys are mostly European, judging by their clothing labels. and
1: This story comes from Vice. This is Fucked. Uh, Texas agency threatens to fire people who don't dress consistent with their biological gender. So, ladies, I guess if you wear them pants to work, no, I
2: think they give they they, they allow for pants. <laughs> they do, oh, I know, but it's like pants. you know, come on, was,
1: don't be crazy. Uh, forgive me, you know, it's there was a time where, and it wasn't that long ago at all, where women wearing pants in a professional environment was fucking scandalous Yeah, where they would get kicked out of courtrooms. They would get held in contempt of court for wearing pants. Yeah. And this was not a hundred years ago. This was like in our lifetimes, depending on where you were at. Yeah. The idea that some clothes that you can wear, how fucking regressive is this? Like I, I wear some clothes. I show up to work. I want to do my job and I'm wearing Clothes that are. I mean, granted, like I think people should dress for the job they have, right? Like if you have a professional job, you should have professional dress. Sure.
2: That's you can't, it. You can't show up in a fucking mankini right. to my I work. I can't be. I'm a not speedo. allowed to walk right. in. I actually have a dress code where I work. I I'm do not too. allowed to wear shorts. Yeah. I'm not allowed to wear uh like torn like sh- sleeve like sleeveless shirts. I right. have to wear like sleeved on shirts. But I can wear a t shirt. Like I can wear like a comfortable. And that's the thing is like like. They, to to enforce a dress code is one thing, mm-hmm. but then to reach in and be like, "By the way, I'm going to make sure that you dress how I think you should dress." Yep. It's not it's not how you want to dress, right? Right. Here's all the list of all the things that that are you know appropriate for the workplace, right? right? Here's a list of things that are appropriate for the workplace. Right. You have to, but in, in this case, they're saying, you can't pick from all the things. Right. You have to pick from the, the things that I let you pick from. So essentially, it's even worse than just like, have. it's way worse than just way having worse. like a dress code, right? It's way worse than having and, a dress code. And it's so fucking insulting. Like, it's just like, and I, and I just, I can't I can't say this enough and I say it every time, but it's like, all these people that look themselves in the face and say, we're the party of small government. And you're like, are you fucking kidding yeah, you, me, man? You're policing what you're people in, are wearing. You're in everybody's bed. You're <clears throat> in everybody's pants. You're in everybody's, Jesus, just look at yourself for two seconds. You're a monster. Uh, and, uh, you're a hundred percent. And all of this
1: is so that somebody else doesn't feel uncomfortable yeah. looking. It's like, like, if I see somebody and I don't like the way they dress, who fucking cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I sometimes will see somebody, and like, everybody has preferences. It's so like I'm a person, I have preferences. I might see somebody and be like, oh, I don't like that color. That's not a color combination that I find visually pleasing. I get to take that and put it in a pocket of my brain called, well, shut the fuck up about it. That's got nothing to do with None anyone but you. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: That's something that I have to get. Right. And it's not a big deal either, right? I look at that, I'm like, I don't like that color combination. Anyway, what's for lunch? Yeah. Because it's nothing. Yeah. None of that is anything. If I have like, if my like sense of self and sense of identity is so easily fucking uprooted, right, right. that I see somebody and I'm like, whoa. That makes me feel weird. And rather than think about why that makes me feel weird and deal with that myself, I'm just going to be like, you just, I'm going to change the actual fucking rules so you don't make me feel fucking weird.
2: I I don't know what goes on in their heads, right? Right. I, When I was conservative myself, I don't remember thinking like this. I right. don't ever remember thinking like this. I think the party of, the type of conservatism that I experienced when I was younger didn't include any of this stuff. So I don't have any kind of background in conservatism and this. Right. But it sure as hell feels like they look at everyone like a sexual object. Yeah, man. Because the only way you could be offended by some someone who is, like they uh, the words that they say, Uh, in a manner consistent with their biological gender, right? Dressing in a different way than is consistent with their biological gender is because it confuses and makes you like a little uncomfortable because you see everyone in a sexual way. You got to work. Like think of how often people talk about transgender people and then there's that next question being like, Okay, so so what's going on down there? Right, like, yeah. What's, always, what's there's, happening there's below? A, there's like a weird fixation. Yeah, what's right? going on? And you're just like, it's none of your fucking business, mm-hmm. man. It's none of your business whatsoever. Shut the fuck up. Nobody, nobody comes up to me. Right and is like, how is your dick, Cecil? Right. How are your balls, Cecil? Nobody says that. Nobody asks I those start. questions. I feel like, <laughs> you know, the I- guy from Manscape asked, and, and the guy from Manscape <laughs> did he uh, did ask. How by my the balls way,
1: Manscape, recent sponsor of the show. <laughs> Go to manscaped.com, Cog dis. Uh, buy yourself some trimmer trims. <laughs>
2: but but uh, but you know, like <clears throat> like that's not a question that's up for for anyone who is already in their. They're already consistent with their biological gender. I keep using the same language that they're using. But, but, like, if, if for anybody like that, no one has a question. Right. Nobody's bringing anything up. Nobody's asking these weird things. Nobody's nobody's feeling weird about it. It's only when they when it when it. They finally have to confront it, that they get all fucking weird about it. And it's because I think they have some weird sexual objectification of people that they're doing. Cause I don't do that. Right. I'm just like, oh, cool. You're trans. Right. Yeah. The
1: end. Yeah, I don't care. That's the end of that. Right. It doesn't mean anything to doesn't, me. It's, it's, I don't care. It's not any different than any other person. Yeah, this is a see, person. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't have any like significant emotional right. resonance. Right. And it, like, it shouldn't. Seeing people dressed, because the thing is, like, you're exactly right. I was thinking about like my my stepkids. My stepkids, they dress both of them. Right now, they're in this like emo phase, right? So they dress in like, you know, wearing the like collars and shit, yeah. and like the spiky stuff and this whole emo look, right? And like I look at it, and in my head, I'm like, you guys kind of look ridiculous, but they don't look ridiculous. I'm just an old person who doesn't like this particular style sure. personally, yeah. right? And so then I chuckle back to myself. But because these are my kids, like, it doesn't mean anything, right? And that should be how it is anytime we see somebody sure. who presents in a way that we might be like, yeah, it's not my thing. You'd be like, yeah. you should be like, that's not my thing. And you chuckle at yourself. Yeah, We should be chuckling at ourselves and be like, "Well, I guess I'm old. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Not my thing. I'm Not of my touch. style, yeah. you know? And then we should chuckle at ourselves and be like, well... Guess I'm the one out of the loop, yeah. right? And then that's an opportunity to either grow or just to like yeah. move on and like have a silly moment where you're like, yeah, I guess I'm the fucking weirdo here. Because sure. that's the truth. Yeah, because right? that's because that's, that's the truth, yeah. right? And so that's what I do. I'm like, nah, you look dumb. Well, no, I'm old, you know? And then I laugh and I'm like, I'm the one that's wrong. And then I move on. Yeah. But these guys can't do that. Yeah, there's they no self-reflection. They can't fucking do it.
2: There's no self-reflection None. there. None whatsoever. Yeah, and, and instead of you know, like saying something like, oh God, you guys look dumb. They will be like, you look dumb and I never want to see you in those right. clothes again.
3: Yeah, right? I
1: yeah. don't like, because of, because, because you made like me it. feel away. Yeah, I'm going to police you. I don't want <clears> you, <throat> you to wear that. Land of the free. Yeah. home, yeah.
3: land of the free. <laughs> I'm a black man. There's no justice for me here in America. I should be at the front of the line. Yeah,
1: yeah well, I'm gay and subject to ridicule and discrimination wherever I go. Women are oppressed
3: throughout the world. Give it a rest. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Hey Tom. Speaking of land of the free,
3: man,
1: how fucked is this? This story is from Pink News. Florida bill gives doctors the right to refuse treatment to LGBTQ plus people, women, and minorities. Not an
2: emergency, though. No. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah.
1: If you can, if you can prove that they have to treat
2: you, yeah. then they will begrudgingly treat you. I wouldn't want to. I mean, if you, Do you had, want had any begrudging choices, medical treatment. If you had any choices, you wouldn't want begrudging medical
1: treatment. Holy shit! Jesus! Holy shit! So this is like one of those fucking garbage conscience bills. So you go to Florida, the fucking worst state in the I swear to God Florida right now is the worst state. It in the very country. much is. It's it the worst state is. in the Union. And it was already a bad state, right? It was not a good state to start with.
2: Okay, let, let's stop for a second and talk about DeSantis's policies cuz this is really just a reflection yeah. around DeSantis. Do you think that there is political hay to be made by making every single culture war point an absolute destructive win by the Republicans down there. I don't. I, I think don't he's think he's so. Shitting right in his own mouth. I think it's a bad call. I think he is shitting in yeah. his own mouth. I, d- every day. I, I, I don't know that I'll be proven right because the last time there, they had a you know a, an overwhelming victory for Desantis. Yeah. Um, I think it works in Florida
1: because Florida is, you know, like like people who aren't from this country may not understand, but like there's an intense. Cultural regionality to America. So, like, America yeah. is not one thing. Right. You know, Ohio is very different, like, culture shock different sure. than Miami, yeah. which is culture shock different than
2: San Diego. Yeah. Right. right? So, There's culture shock different from Portland. Right. Yeah. So,
1: I think this plays well enough in Florida because of a very, very unique demographic yeah. that Florida yeah. has. Florida has this. Weird space that is different than the entire rest of the country. It's full of, um, I don't know what the right term is, but like people who have migrated into Florida as much or more than people who are born into Florida. Yeah. So Florida attracts a lot of outside yeah. citizenry. Right. They attract a lot of retirees, which who come in more conservative. It's a big conservative place for with money. Right. Yep. Yeah. So and so it, it's a it's got a real and there's a lot of other demographics. There's too many to lists, but it's got this really interesting. And very unique demographic makeup that is unique to Florida. So I think this trash plays fine in Florida. I think this nonsense would fail in so many other places. Yeah. It's too aggressive. It's too much. The six-week abortion ban. Yeah. That nobody wants that. That is deeply unpopular. Like if you poll America, America doesn't want that. Yeah. Look at Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin was a swing state. They had their uh Supreme Court, yep. uh uh there supreme court election just a few weeks ago and it was like a 12-point curb stomping. It was a and it was based entirely yeah. on
2: abortion. It was ridiculous. I mean, the guy lost so bad, he like cried on stage. He did. He's like, I won't even concede. Like, I won't Broke a burp. I'm so sad right now. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best, saddest speech I've ever seen. The, the most fucking spoiled grapes or oh whatever it was. Like fucking. Oh my god. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. It was fucking delicious. And I hope every one of these fucking trashy fucks has to give one of those <laughs> shitty. I have to eat a big bowl of shit and I hate it and I'm mad and I hope that every one of them has to give one of those. But uh, but you're right. I, I think that it might play, but I think that there's a time limit on it.
1: Even in Florida. I yeah. think
2: even in Florida, there's a time limit on it because like you said, there's a lot of older people in Florida. Mm-hmm. But you know- yeah, what well, happens when you're old. there's a time limit? You know I'm what I like, mean. There's a time. There's limit. A best Your freshness date, date is yep. running out. You yep. know what I mean. And absolutely. So, and so there's going to be some, a lot of spoiled milk walking around down, down there. Some yeah. serious changes in <laughs> mm. the next 15 years. I think 10 or 15 years, in demographically all across the country, you know the boomers are are they're aging out. They are. They're aging they are out.
1: Absolutely aging out.
2: And so you're in a position now where. You know, we've we talked about a couple weeks ago where the the Gen Z can really come in and take up a ton of that vote. They can, and not just in and not just in like blue places. Like all over the country, it can yes, happen. Yeah. And so it can it, it could be that we will see a blue Texas. We will see a you know. I
1: think we could see a blue North Carolina yeah, soon. I soon? think we could see a consistently yeah. blue Georgia. Yeah, like I think Florida's lost for a while. Yeah, but I don't think forever. I don't think you're wrong. No, I don't think forever. It's yeah, I I think I think DeSantis has his he's fighting too many battles at the same yeah. time on too many fronts and he doesn't give. He's fighting Disney? Yeah. That's a stupid fucking thing to do. Yeah. Like his battle with Disney is just nobody likes it. Like it doesn't play well for the right either. Everybody's like like with some exceptions, you know what I mean. But like, sure, you know, I like mean, really? Kid
2: Rock would shoot the Epcot Center with right. right a gun or whatever. But like, you gonna know, fight Disney? Yeah. That's an that's like as American as shit gets. That's a dumb fucking thing to do. It's a stupid thing I want to, to talk do. Talk quickly about this though. You know, ethically, I really feel like there should be a test when you're a doctor, and someone who provides medical care. That you know, the question they ask you should be, "Will you treat everyone? Yeah. Will you treat every single person? Period." And if you say no, they just be like, "Great." You're going to be a research scientist. You're not going to be a doctor. Yeah, I don't You're think not you should going get your to be MD. A nurse. You're not going to be yeah. a, a whatever. You have to, I think, say I'm going to like. There should be like an oath of office. I know they do the Hippocratic, Hippocratic oath, or oath, but I don't know if in that oath they say I will treat anyone. I will treat everyone.
1: Yeah, and not just treat them, but treat them to the best standard of yeah. care available. Yeah. Because like, you know, we've covered too many stories, and and I just saw this like heartbreaking testimony of a woman who um, was refused. She lived in Florida.
2: Or no, she lived in Texas. Was this the one Lindsey Graham slept through? Did he sleep through this? Was it congressional? Yeah. Did he sleep through it? I don't know. Someone might have caught him perfectly with his eyes closed in a camera shot, but he sure as hell looked like he was asleep. Oh, there was this woman who was
1: giving her experience of living in Texas, and um, her water broke at 18 weeks. Jesus and at 18 weeks, if your water breaks, like you, the, that that we is not a viable. We something pre- very similar. Sim- yeah. Similar thing yeah. happened to someone else. This was not going to be viable. This poor lady was refused care. You know, she was not she was not given an abortion. So that would be the standard of treatment prior to these new bills. So she basically just had to go home and wait. She went home and wait. She became septic. Jesus fuck. She very, very nearly died. She may never be able to have kids. Like, it, like the damage that it has done to her body is tremendous. The trauma that she experienced was tremendous. And, like, that lady very nearly died from fuck, that. And dude. other people will die from that. Other people will become septic and die. So... It's not enough that, like, once you're in an emergency situation, you might not—that's the nature of an emergency. You might not have time to fix the emergency. That's the problem, yeah. And, like, treating somebody has to include that the best standard of medical care, not your personal moral right, standard. Right, right. Fuck your personal morals. I think you should be denied your MD. Yeah. I really do. I think that if you can't sign off on a statement like that, yeah. you should not be
2: given your MD. No, man. And it's if you violate that, it should be taken, taken away. You. Because, like, because you're MD. right— and and things can turn so quickly, right? We talked about a couple weeks ago a woman who came, who had this this exact same thing happen, and then she went to the emergency room and they're like, "Sorry, we can't treat you. Here's some aspirin and a prayer." Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. That was an emergency, yes, right? It, but they didn't treat her, yep. right? And that's the problem. Is like, you know, you could be anybody, and if you're an LGBTQ plus person and you come in and you're like, "Yeah, I'm." I, I, it's not an emergency right now, but it will be if I leave. Yeah, right. And they're like, "Well, it's not now. It's not now." And I don't like you. Yeah. I hope you die. The end. Right? Yes, and like that's really what that's it's, it's it. saying. It's saying, yes. right. "I." It's saying, "I'm a doctor, and I hope you die." Yes,
1: it's saying, "I'm a doctor, and my weird, moralistic, almost yeah. certainly religious, yeah. belief, hundred percent religious, right? I hope you die." Right? Is greater in principle yep. than the fact and actuality of your life. Yep, that's awful.
3: Now, you get a free demon possession with every exorcism.
1: So this story comes from the Friendly Atheist Substack. How the beliefs of an exorcism-obsessed Australian church led to a deadly crash. This story is fucking nuts. I've just got to read parts of this story. Mohinder Singh never should have been driving a truck on April 22nd, 2020. That is an understatement. Yeah. The Australian driver for Connect Logistics was high on drugs, had not slept much, and claimed he was under the curse of a witch. Okay. And then this next line, I, I think is also like another, like one of those uh, understatements of the year. A decent boss would have prevented Singh from getting behind the wheel. <laughs> uh, all right, listen, I'll give it to you if it's one out of the three. If you show up to work yeah. and you think you're just cursed by witches, yeah,
2: I'll still let you drive the semi. still get to drive the semi and I will drink out of my best, world's best boss <laughs> while I say that. If you show up for work and you're high on drugs, we might share the drugs. I'll drink out of my world okayest boss. Right, then. right. Yeah. If you show up for work and you haven't slept very much, I might be a little leery, but I'll go ahead
1: and give you the keys. Give the keys. <laughs> I'll go ahead and get you the keys. But... You can't combine. This is not a peanut butter, chocolate, three. and can't chocolate have two moment. Two out of
2: three, and three out of three is right out.
1: Three out of three, three out of three is right out. That's. Can three. you imagine you show up for work? How do you even report this That's to your three boss? three bombs knows about it. or whatever. <laughs> I
2: don't know. What's the bad? one? Is there a bad one? I don't even know. <laughs> when you're playing the
1: slots, slots. Yeah, it's not cherry, cherry, cherry. This is lemon, lemon, lemon. Seven, seven, seven. I it's, think this is lemon. This is all lemons all the way across. It's. How do you tell your boss? All right, hey man. Um I got to tell you, it's been a rough weekend. I'm here to work. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm here. I'm here, I'm here to work. Uh, been a rough weekend though. Not a lot of sleep. Yeah. Uh, I know I got to drive this truck. Yeah. It's a Really big truck. Uh, a lot of. But I really have not slept a lot. Good news though, I've taken a lot of drugs. <laughs> Taking a lot of drugs. I feel like you lead off with the drugs. <laughs> so well, I think the sleep kind of tells you why I took the drugs. You know. So I, I've taken a lot of drugs. So I feel like that yeah. took the edge off the yeah. lack of sleep. Uh, further complication yeah. though. Uh, a
2: witch is cursed. I really, I feel, like, cursed by I a witch. really feel like you should have done bad news, bad news, good news. Yes, I really feel like you should have said, hey boss, I have bad news, bad news, good news. Which would you, you like, like first? first? And then I could then decide, why don't you give me a bad news and you're like, curse by a witch? Oh, let's play
3: it. Okay. Let's play it.
1: All yeah. right. Uh, so bad news, bad news, good news. Which one's the good? Give me the good news.
2: Uh, good news is I uh, am at work. <laughs> I thought one, I thought you were going to turn one of those three into good news
1: somehow. I was like, I want to hear this. Like, good news is the drugs were really yeah.
2: good this weekend. Bad news, uh, my shirt's on backwards, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm not sure how to fix it. I don't, I don't have even know no idea how to fix it. But I am here to drive a giant truck. A giant. <laughs> you know what? But the boss
1: had a good solution. He did. So the thing sure. is, like, you know, bosses these days get a bad rap. They do. They get yeah, a bad no, rap. Yeah. There's Anti- a lot of bad work, bosses. That,
2: that, that anti-work Reddit. Right. Man, those people, they get run through the, just through the ringer. We've seen, Terrible. we've all seen horrible bosses Terrible. and horrible bosses yeah. too.
1: Not as good, but I've seen it. Sometimes you got to respect bosses. So this is, you know, respect. <laughs> <laughs> Singh's boss gave him the go-ahead uh-huh. and 46 minutes later, he veered off the highway, plowed into police officers who pulled someone over for speeding and killed four
2: people. Okay, that's a complication. So that's, you know, Just slight. That's shape. an oops. It's it's bad. That is definitely. It it's not going to be good. That is an it's oopsie. A tough day. Sure. A lot of paperwork.
1: Sure. sure. That is that is an oopsie. Yeah. Um, and so here's the thing. In short, what the public already knew before the investigation was that Simon believed magical Christian incantations could overcome his driver's medical problems. Okay. He placed his hands on Singh's head that night and prayed for the witches to go away. Quote. While we were doing this, Simon talked to me about witches and curses and how they worked, Singh said. And after we did the search of the car and didn't find anything, he placed his hand on my head and prayed. I don't remember the exact words of the the prayer. Yeah.
2: He tried to get the witch out. The problem is he was sleepy and high. And so he thought there was a witch in his car. And so they looked in the car to search for a witch. Or maybe they were looking for cursed objects? Oh. I don't know. I see.
1: Maybe they were looking for like okay. those little blair witch yeah, rocks right, that are stacked right. up just yeah, so no, and sure. like, you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little a little fucking hair doll with a pin right, in it or yeah. something underneath sure yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I get so, it.
2: So, but you know, it didn't work.
1: I don't remember the exact words of the prayer, but I do remember at the end of it he said in Jesus name, I cast the spell sure, out of you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Holy shit, man. Yeah. They treated this like it was fucking Harry Potter. Could you lay your hands on me again and maybe make me sober? Is right. Is that a possibility? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I can, if you could lay your hands on me and I piss clean, uh, can, can then I'm sore. Can you lay your hands on me and make me feel like I got four extra hours of sleep? <laughs> right. <last night.
3: laughs>
2: Holy
1: shit. I would ne- if that if that was a real thing, I would be like, you are touching me forever. <laughs> i would be like, that's I it. I believe in you, Jesus. I, said, I believe in I you. I believe. <laughs> If I woke up like
2: fucking refreshed
1: just uh, once,
2: I'd be like, yes, I, I will take it. I want to say, though, this fucking there's a there's a, a a I don't know, like it's like a an image. But yeah, I did watch some of this? this. I watched some of this. Actually, let's play like a tiny little clip of this what if I can find What even is it. this? So this is the church. This is that church. And here's that 60 minutes that's down here. Let me see if I can find the clip of this church and this these guys on stage. This is? Because I'm, I'm not even kidding when I say this is fucking crazy. You
1: guys, if you're a listener and not a watcher of this show, if you're just listening to this show, this is one of those moments where I'm going to tell you, you should take the time and watch this clip. I yeah. almost never tell you that take the time and watch this clip because as crazy as you think this might look, and we will try to describe it to you, you're wrong. It's crazier.
2: All right. So here it is. It's somewhere around here.
0: (laughs) Demons and Satan are used by the Potter's house church to instill fear And control. But he is mine! In this Melbourne stage show, put on by the church and attended by young children, a demon drags a man away, complete with mock blood and terrifying costumes.
3: (laughs)
2: It sounds like the Dread Pirate Roberts is like, I will come for all your souls. (laughs) I will say, I will say, it reminds me of pro wrestling. It It very much reminds me of pro wrestling. Like that spectacle that pro wrestling brings, which is like, you know, light show with somebody who's sort of like, in pain and he's getting held up by the other guy and the other guy's kind of gloating. This person that we just saw with that had that voice, I don't even know how well that's going to come through on on, on, the, on, audio, on yeah. the audio, but that person who was a Voke affecting their voice, they had on like a like a, a a purge mask like right. one of those purge yeah. mask type things and then there was somebody else who had kind of like a purgeish mask on that that right. was they're supposed to be like satanic he's pointing to the crowd as he walks through and the and, crowd is going nuts. And the crowd is the, the crowd, crowd is, is eating it up the crowd's eating it up and this is this very much reminds me of the uh the sort of when i think about the ended days stuff that i heard when i was a kid and the churches that were pushing sort of those um, Left Behind movies yeah, and yeah. stuff. This uh-huh. all feels like it fits all right in there.
1: This feels like Hell House meets WWE Raw. Yeah,
2: exactly. Very That's much. That's like, Very like much. It's, yeah. it's
1: got that, like, exactly, like, a theatrical, yeah. like, but Halloween-y kind of feel to yeah. it. Where you're just like, and it's, it's all crazy bullshit. And I always used to sort of look at that stuff and kind of laugh it off, you know, yeah. like, oh, well, you know, they just want some of the sense of drama and excitement. And this is a way for them to have some of that drama and yeah. excitement in a way that's still like culturally acceptable for their religious practice. But man, this guy really thought he could cast out a witch well,
2: and, and, and he gave a guy keys to a giant truck. And I watched part of this segment, not all of it, but I watched part of this segment on this expose of this church. And these, the these people are shown these horrific, horrific movies too, of what hell's going to be like. They are doing their best to try to scare people yeah. and then try to convince people that the world is supernatural, yeah, right? right? And so they're doing this over and over and over, this indoctrination week after week after week. And then you, like, how can we be mad if someone is indoctrinated week yeah. after week yeah. that the world is, that they're saying the world is supernatural and then they look for a supernatural solution to a problem? Yeah,
1: you're not wrong. And, you know, the other piece of that too is that, and they mentioned it in this clip, They start people young with this shit. They show this shit to kids. Yeah, you're a little kid. If your whole life you've been fed the idea that there are supernatural problems that require supernatural solutions and that supernatural solutions can affect the natural world, then, yeah, it absolutely makes sense that, like, oh, shit, I got a problem. I got to get these packages from point A to point B. My driver's got the curse of the amphetamines or whatever, and I got to get the fucking ice witch out of him. Yeah. Like, all right. Then I, I got, I, I have a solution. I've been taught my whole life. I have a solution
3: to this right. problem.
1: Right. You know? And then it's like, but well, the problem is like, your problem was imaginary. Your solution is imaginary. You don't understand what's actually happening. Yeah. Your whole worldview is it's a fucking,
2: fucked. yeah. It's, it's like f- fucked. It's watching never ending story. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's, I think a really scary thing about these really deep religions is they don't prepare you for real life in any all, way, right? So, so when something happens in your life, and and you said you used to work with a woman who thought everything was demons, everything was demons. So she would say anything that was bad was a demon. Every, there were and all, then, all these micro demons, that, sugar
1: demons, and like caffeine yeah. demons, and de- there was a demon for everything
2: yeah. that like made her feel sad or whatever. exactly. But but she never had any solution for that. No, what she had was a spiritual or a supernatural solution, and it never solved her problem. No. All she did was, was you know, blame things on evil, and that's also a way for people to reject any kind of fix for anything, yep. right? Because if you can't, if because no matter how many times I put my hand on this guy and pray these dumbass words, nothing is going to happen. Nothing. Yep. That's nothing's right. going to happen, so you're never fixing your problem. Yeah, because... Nothing supernatural has ever happened ever. Nothing supernatural happened. So there's no supernatural solution. So everything you do is essentially useless. Right. Yeah. yeah. You've done nothing. Yeah. You've done nothing. So you're, you, you're walking through the right. world, not fixing any of your issues. Right. No problems are fixed. And so it's it's a terrible
1: thing. This lady, by the way, that you were, I just remembered, she also believed that computer spam, email spam mm-hmm. was demons,
2: that there were demons that gave you, spammed you. Was she thinking the mailer daemon?
3: D-A-M-O-N. D-A-M-O-N? <laughs> Thusly, I've made the determination that if need be, if, if faced with starvation, we will cook and eat chaka. So
1: this story comes from DW.com, um, but this is also just a Reuters story. You can find this at AP, you can find it at Reuters, you can find it anywhere. Um, in Kenya, body count rises to 47 in starvation cult case. Um, they're actually looking, they're actually thinking that the total body count might be in the couple of hundreds. Oh my god. On this. So this is a this is a Christian cult in Kenya um that they're they're looking at people having starved themselves to death um and they don't know how many they're just uncovering these shallow graves and that's that's where we're at they're talking the the first article i read about this was that this starvation massacre which is basically what it is is a starvation massacre has like elements and remnants and like like ghosts of jonestown oh my kind God. of elements to it
2: yeah, yeah, it sounds like it too, because he's, he basically says that they have to starve themselves in order to meet Jesus. And then they, they did. It would work. Like they did, like everybody did. And it's so crazy to me that someone could go through that much agony. Yeah, like, no. I mean, there's a part of me that underst- I, don't, I I don't get it and would never do it, but there's a part of me that, you know, understands the very quick, somebody drank some, flavor aid right? and then they died afterwards because they were in the moment of a religious ceremony right Right, or mm-hmm. something like I yeah. I don't get it I can't get there but there's a part of me that at least understands like maybe somehow that can happen yeah. or something there's right? a difference between like a, it's a moment, moment and versus, a prolonged time I mean I can't imagine just being like I mean, there's a primalness to hunger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where, you know, at a certain point, you just like be like, I mean, look at the people in stories that we've covered on Citation Needed. They've been like, they're not eat. Bill's not using that body because he's dead. Right, yeah. You know, and then they'll just eat humans. People and like, eat, they'll suck on rocks, they'll, they'll eat do, dirt, they'll there's, make grass, there's, syrup, like whatever. There's, there's a, a sort of a primalness to it that I keep feeling like, you know, I don't know how... It 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 works with one person, let alone like you're saying hundreds of people.
1: Yeah, I like the if you ever question the depth of that programming, that religious yeah, programming, right, right, and what it can make you overcome emotionally, and how powerful that force is. Like I don't skip lunch. <laughs> I don't skip like. See, Cecil, if somebody was like, "Hey, man, you can meet Jesus or have lunch," I'd be like. Neat. Call me later, Jesus. Yeah. I'm getting tacos. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I I'm not missing meals, man. I don't get it. Like, man. I'm not doing, like, if I miss a, like, when back when I, back before COVID, I have told this story on the show before. Back before COVID,
2: oh, yeah. At I my this. office, yeah, I know
1: this. people would want to have meetings with me. They'd want to, like, ask me stuff. So I was like the boss of the office. So there was, like, a big office, 80, 90 people or whatever. And the other managers that worked for me that worked there, they would bring me food before asking me to have a meeting or before asking me like, hey, I want to do this new thing. Or they'd they would they'd be like, hey, you want to go get some lunch? You're not Here's yourself if you don't have a Snickers. They'd be like, yeah. <laughs> they'd be like we, I know that. I, they would, it got to the point, Cecil, where... Like I would know they were gonna ask me for something, and I would kind of get a sense of how big the ask was based on, based how, on how good the food was. Tom's sitting at his desk; he just sees a fucking
2: hero sandwich on a fishing pole, <laughs> <I know. laughs> and he's following it through the cubicles. It wasn't not he's like that. Going through the cubicles, but <laughs> he's leaned over like Homer. Oh, I'm gonna get the sandwich! I'm gonna get the sandwich. That's fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> they would. I'd be uh, like,
1: so good. A cup of coffee—that's uh, so a good. small <laughs> ask, right? <laughs> a cup of coffee with a Danish. Oh, now I know you're asking. Well, Wow. A more that's it. a lot. Yeah, you know, you're sure. buying me. Like, oh, I'm sorry. We're going out for sushi. Uh, oh, someone wants a raise. Someone brings <laughs> you, someone brings you
3: portillas. <laughs>
2: Here we go. Yeah,
3: Here we right. go. Like so, a, okay. You get so, my
2: job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you get the corner office. That's yours now.
2: I, but so it's like,
1: the, you're exactly right. Like hunger is so big. It's yeah. so fucking primal. And it is amazing to me that, that there can be a force that is just an intellectual force, right? Just yeah. a force
2: that exists only yeah. in your mind. We, we guess. We guess. Because right. I don't know. They could have like locked they some could, of these yeah. people up. Well, I right. don't know to that extent, right. right? yeah. But th- it doesn't appear It doesn't that sound it doesn't like that from the articles that I like read. That, it sounds like articles. it was a... Abol- it was like they were indoctrinated it into a belief doesn't appear like that. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm just going to say so it's, like, like, that it's that, a possibility, yeah, right. but I don't know. So like,
1: but I just... We've seen so many times that people can believe something yeah, supernatural and demonstrably untrue. And they can believe it so hard yeah. that, they're, that they'll just be
2: like, yeah. Yeah, I just don't eat food anymore. Yeah, man. That's fuck. F- fuck, dude. Fuck. That's, that's fucked up. This story is fucked up. I read this earlier. There's sometimes when I'll read stories, and I'll walk away from the computer. Yeah, I'll be yeah, like, yeah. I gotta walk away for a second. And it, lots of times it has to do with kids, like when little kids, like, yeah. cause they don't fucking know. They're just kids, right. man. They didn't fucking, they didn't, they didn't play this out. They didn't think about this. You know, like if they some, didn't make any choices, they didn't, they didn't even have any choices this. And this has like some kids that died. And you're just like, yeah. fuck, man. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, you know, this, this, there's some people out there that talk about it like a virus, like they're like the God virus or whatever. Yeah. And like sometimes there's a couple stories that'll come across and I'll be like, man, I don't disagree today. I
1: don't disagree today. I don't I disagree, disagree in general. Yeah. Like, because something you said too, like, like it strikes me, there's nothing like terribly new in this statement, I guess, but you know, if I saw, if I wanna suffer, that's one thing. Yeah. But to watch somebody else suffer, is something different, yeah. right? So I get to choose my suffering, sure. right? And I get to say like I'm okay with that level of suffering. But if I were to see my loved ones yeah. in pain, if that doesn't change the way I feel about something. Like wow. Yeah. Like again that level of of like reach that religion has yeah, to man. stir until and, and not just to stir you inside, but also to cover up the
2: best, most important parts of your humanity. Right, right, yeah. And to like make that And it's funny too, because that's the thing they sell. Right. right. The compassion is what they sell you. And then to like watch somebody like have no compassion for somebody else in the face of that. yeah, And you're just like, fuck dude. That's a hard story to read.
0: You a big Dr.
3: Peppuccino eating motherfucker, yeah.
2: This is just goofball shit. This is from LGBTQ is Nation. Is this that that same church cuz it, it it might not be cuz uh, cuz this looks like a different backdrop. I'm yeah. going to put this on the big screen. I don't screen. know this
1: guy. This, this is, is, is some
2: Tommy Mc, McMurphy. Yeah, it's guy. hard to I don't know because, know because like the the problem is is I'm not going to bother with that. Um the problem is that oh god, please don't send me notifications. I hate that so much. The problem is is that do you remember that other hate preacher yeah, who's Greg Locke? Greg? No, the other one who does it from the fucking basement. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he yeah, hates yeah, All yeah, women yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. And right, right, right. So this looks like a different basement. It does, right? It looks like another, like someone else's record. I think this is a different guy. This is a different preacher. Also different. renting
1: out I some see. shitty, okay. shitty basements. Right. So, but but his spiel here, he says, "Hey preacher, says if he finds out that Dr. Pepper is a woman, then he will stop drinking it."
2: Okay. All right, here we go. Let's just do it. Now, Do we? let's just watch the... There's a minute of him saying it. All right, so this is dipshit talking about Dr. Pepper. It's a minute long. It's 2023, and this trendy stuff is everywhere. And it's nice. absolutely That's revolting. And let me just say this to make me feel good. I've always hated the Bud Light company.
1: To make me feel, feel
2: good.
1: Let me say this to make what me feel good. A, what? Let, Let me say this to make me feel good because that's why you guys are here. Yeah. You're here You're to here listen to me say yeah, things to, to make, make me feel, feel good.
0: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> it's felt pretty good this, this week watching them lose billions of dollars. I hope they die
3: financially.
2: <laughs> in Minecraft. Hope hope in one hand and shit in the other and see yeah. which one gets filled Invev up. in will be fine. Oh my gosh. It's so funny yeah. too because like like... Did you see all the the images and memes this week when they're talking about? Uh, they kept on showing this one picture of someone who's trying to. Dr- it was a picture of uh, of Will Smith when he's drinking uh, something and he's got this weird like face on, him, like he's like oh like he's drinking something he really <clears> doesn't like. And the caption was "me drinking Bud Light to piss off the right
3: wingers." <laughs> his
2: face is all contorted, and he looks—he looks like he's really not enjoying whatever he's drinking. Which makes and sense if it's Bud Light. It makes sense. It does it's Bud make sense. Bud make sense, Light. sense but it's—it's it's it's, it's so funny because, like, I saw a ton of people who were like, "Yeah, man, Bud Light's awesome." I am in the camp of like, I don't care either way. Right. But, uh, but I did see a ton of people who were who who I think either bought it or would buy. And Anheuser Bush owns so much of the beer market. Yeah. They, they own so, so much own of the beer. most of it. They own so much of the beer market. Right. They own what you think might even be microbrews they own.
1: They buy major, like if, if a microbrew gets to a certain level of success, they're like, nom, nom, yeah. nom. They fucking and they sell buy it. it. And
2: then they sell it. And yep. so you could be drinking a ton of different Anheuser-Busch if you drink different types of beers yeah. and they don't even know. Huge, huge hold on the industry. I do. I Man, I hope, I hope they do. I hope, I, I can't imagine a straight man drinking Bud Light right now. <laughs> I mean, you you name, there's not a drink out there. You all know how much I like ghosts. They put a tranny on their can, I'll be cured. Done. I don't care. Dr. Pepper,
1: you know, whatever. If Dr. Pepper turns out this whole time was a woman, I always thought it was a guy, I'll quit drinking it. All right, just you know, right, right there, so. Does he think Dr. Pepper's a doctor? Does he think that Dr. Pepper, Ca- Cecil? Calling Dr. Pepper. <laughs> calling Dr. Pepper. Paging Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Uh,
2: doc- Dr. Pepper we did
1: carbonated prune juice stat. <laughs> <laughs> Just seriously, he thought Dr. Pepper was a dude. There's no Dr. Pepper. There's no actual Dr. Dr. Pepper. It's a can of soda, my guy. That's it. I. <laughs> There's not even a mascot for Dr. Pepper. I, what, is there a mascot for Dr. Well, Pepper so there, I don't know there, about?
2: There is a mascot for Diet Dr. Pepper. Let's watch that. So this is the mascot for Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a there's a mascot for Diet Dr. Pepper, but I don't know that there's a mascot for Dr. Pepper. Like,
1: I hope that the only care he receives when he's sick is from Dr. Pepper.
2: <laughs> this is <a> line <laughs> of Dr. Peppers and they're all euthanasia doctors. <laughs> he's a what uh, a man of Dr. Pepper turns out to be a chick. (laughs) What I it's like, the thing is, is like, all he wants to do is try to make some terrible, unfunny joke. Yes. because he doesn't like trans people. Right. That's, yeah, that's it. all it is. That's the it extent yeah. of the entire yeah. bit, and it's not funny, and it's not clever. It's a terrible. Bit. And it's not interesting. And here's the thing: like, like, here's a guy who didn't tell you anything except for that he doesn't like stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. He never. He never had any kind of moral point. No. All it was was. I don't like that stuff. You yep. he didn't hear any kind of you didn't he never mentioned a single Bible verse. No, right. He didn't yeah, talk right. about a single point of nope, morality. Nope. There wasn't any deep conversation. It was like I like energy drinks, I like Dr Pepper, I wouldn't like it if a woman was Dr yeah. Pepper. And straight guys don't and drink straight Bud Light guys anymore. shouldn't drink a beer of That's some it. kind yeah. that I don't And like. he says that it's literally all self like feel it's good. all like stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Might, might as
1: well just tell me what, which car I should buy or whatever. He's, seriously, his sermon is, these are the things
2: that grind my gears. <laughs> these various things, I enjoy. Right. These other things, not so much. Who wakes up on a Sunday? You yeah. wake up on a Oh, this my is, God. This is Cecil, the worst,
1: time. You wake up on a Sunday. Oh, my God. You could have, alternately, not woken
2: up that Sunday. Oh, man. But you do anyway. And you get showered Not in the suburbs because every fucking buddy in the world has a fucking lawnmower going on Sunday. Oh, you can't sleep through. It's fucking. It's seven in the morning. Seven. Seven fifteen oh. in the morning on a fucking Saturday or Sunday, and there's just a fucking lawnmower, and you're like,
1: motherfucker. No. No. See, that is why. The, I don't love this body for much of anything, but when this piece of shit falls asleep you could put the lawnmower on my fucking head. (laughs) You could be like, I'm cutting Tom's hair with the lawnmower. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck, I'm sleeping. I will wake up and be like, that was loud. And I'll just go right back to sleep. I don't give a
2: shit. The other night I had a dream that I woke up from. I won't tell, I won't bore you with it, but I had a dream and I woke up startled out of it. um, And it was because I heard something in my house and it was just something. And then I woke up and I was like, oh shit. And I know that I know I heard it because the cats sleep on the same bed with us. Right. And one of the the the, the young boy was sitting up. Like what's up? Like what's, what's going up? on? And so I sat there for a minute to be like, okay, was that <clears throat> anything? Is, I mean, I'm right. I, it's not going to be a burglar, but is there right. like an animal in the house sure, or something? Right. And so I'm like, what is it? And then. I couldn't get back to sleep for the rest of the night. I got up at two in the morning and I stayed up all until 10 o'clock the next day. Yeah, I couldn't go back to sleep. My body was just like, nope, you're done. That is the end of that sleep. So a lawnmower, Tom, a lawnmower. Oh, Cecil. I will tell you right now, I'm 100% up after a lawnmower goes by. Oh my God. 100% up, my God.
1: See, I have the same problem in a hotel. So if I'm in a hotel, especially if I'm in a hotel alone, like, if I'm in a hotel alone, the first night or two that I'm in that hotel... you like, I jumpy. wake up everything. Yeah, me too, yeah. But then I'll fall back asleep fairly swiftly, but I'll always get the worst night's sleep. So, my my most hated business trips are, like, two-night business trips. Three nights, at least, I'll get sleep the third night. But, like, two-night business trips, like, by day three, I'm like, God, I like, four hours and three days. Yeah. So tired. And everyone's like, let's go drinking and playing golf and doing business. And I'm just like, I'd rather... <laughs> Go to sleep. sleep in my bed. Sleep? Please let me go home. I can't. I'm exhausted. I'm just exhausted, people. <laughs> the
2: maid or whatever went by and now I feel like someone burgled my house. Dude, I I I've been a light sleeper my whole life. And oh. so like I'm just a light sleeper. And so like little stuff will wake me up. And then if I if I don't like immediately get back to sleep, like pretty quickly, then I'm just up. And I'll oh. be up for hours, hours at a time. Like I it's not. Like, I'm up for 15 minutes. I'm laying there, nothing. And then, oh, dude, that's, so, yeah. that's brutal. I've gotten good at, like, <laughs> listening to books in bed. So I don't, like, wake my wife up, you know, with okay. stuff. So I'll, like, listen to a book or something and just wait to try to fall asleep. And then,
1: and then sometimes of, it doesn't a lot of
2: books. I'll tell you,
1: I oh, read a lot man. of books.
0: Stupid to ban books that tell you the truth
1: about life. This story comes from The Guardian. Calls to ban books hit highest level ever recorded in the United States, demands to censor, most often for gender themes or sexual detail, rose 38% on year in 2022, with Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe, I probably mispronounced that, being last year's most challenged title. You know, there was a time when banned books was a sort of chest thump. Libraries had banned books week. The idea of it a ban was banned anti-American, book.
2: right? It was very anti-American. Yeah, and 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 libraries and At places of my learning. Young, my young days, yeah. growing up, when when the Soviet Union was still a thing, mm-hmm. it was yeah. anti-American to ban a book. To ban a book, it doesn't matter what that book yeah. says. Yeah,
1: we used to think of banning books as like concomitant with all of these fascist principles that were out of alignment like you say with American ideals and now they are reintroduced as a new American ideal as you said earlier in the show by the party that purports to be small government yeah right i i really don't think and i i did i somebody said it i don't know who said it when i read this week but they said something like this is not your father's republicanism anymore it was somebody on the right and they were basically alluding to the fact that we're no longer the party that yeah. we were. We're not yeah. the Tea Party. We're not the the neoconservatives. We're not the Reagan conservatives. We're a new thing. And this new thing yeah, brand isn't new. pretending anymore brand new. Yeah. to be small government. If you were a small government guy, you, you gotta bail on the Republican Party. You've got because now it's it's what you can wear, it's what medicine
2: you can take what doctors, how doctors are allowed to treat you, what books you're allowed yeah. to read. And it used to be like those, we, we considered those social issues, right? There was this idea that there was a split between fiscal and social, right? And so like when I first started getting into politics, people would say, well, you're a libertarian. That's what they would tell me. Because I would, I was, I thought I was very fiscally conservative, and I think when I first started out thinking about politics, I was fiscally conservative. I didn't want the government to take the very little bit of money that I already was sure. getting. You know I mean, I was right. like, "Fuck, I'm not getting anything, and you're taking money from me, and I don't see anything because I'm young, right?" right. And so, you, so don't, you, don't, yeah. you don't, you don't, you don't have any you don't foresight. You don't understand getting, the services yeah. you're getting. You just think well, what has the government done for me lately except for take my money, right? Right. And so that's the mindset you have as a young man, at least I did for, I don't want to say you, as I had when I was a young man. And so, but then I also had this very strong freedom streak that came Mm -hmm. through me that was like, let people be who they want to be. Don't tell people that what they can't read. Don't tell people what they can't wear. Don't tell people who they can't marry. Don't tell people that they can't have a different a sexual orientation than other people. That's none of your business, right? Stay out of my business. Right. And and it really felt like, like that I fit that sort of mold. But mm-hmm. I don't think that person exists anymore. I really Politically, don't. Politically, no. I don't think that person can exist anymore. No. I really don't. I mean, the, the Republican Party does mm-hmm. want to be fiscally conservative, but only at, on little tiny things that have to do with cutting out and hurting people that they don't like. Yeah. Right. So yep. when they're fiscally conservative, they're fiscally conservative against the arts, or they're fiscally conservative against uh, you know, school lunch, programs. like Like a kid getting a food, yep. a, a school <laughs> lunch program, yep. let's say. They're fiscally conservative when it comes to those things, mm-hmm. but they're not fiscally conservative with your money, right? No. Like no. you like, and we're talking about the conservatives too all of their money as well, right? They all have to pitch into the kitty and they don't get tax breaks and they wind up having to pay more year after year after year. And then they don't see anything from it, right? Right. They don't get anything from it. They don't get Mm -hmm. to reap any benefits from any of that money going into a big kitty, right? They're stuck in this sort of, you know, they're they're stuck in this world where they're like, okay, we don't want to see any improvements and I still want you to take all, it's the worst of everything. It's like eating the biggest shit sandwich you could possibly imagine. But they hurt the people who they don't, like yeah. right, I don't like those people, and they're hurt, and that makes me feel okay. I I don't know of uh like a I mean I feel like this is a new thing. It feels new, and that's why yeah. I, I guess I agree with that person who's saying that's a new party. It's a brand new thing. Yeah, we're in a we're in a new space, and you know if if you
1: look historically, the the Republicans are the party that drives up our debt. Yeah, you know they they always they talk this game about how they're the fiscal conservatives, but they're not. You know. You you want to talk about like who's really driving up the debt in America. You know, not all spending is the same kind of spending. Yeah. We've talked about this in yeah. the show. Like if if I invest, if I just as a regular person, if I have money and I take that money and I invest that money and it yields a return for me, I did have to spend that money in an investment. But if I get a return, then at the end of it I have more than what I started with. That's democratic ideals of investing in education, for yeah, right. example. Sure. Every dollar spent invested in education returns yeah. more than a dollar. Right. So yeah, we spend more money, but the return is higher. Republicans spend money just giving money back to their rich friends in the form of massive tax yeah. cuts. Yeah. They spend massive amounts of money waging illegal wars overseas, time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. Like they spend money that we don't ever get anything back from. Yeah,
2: right? You what know, do we see, get
1: back from that You money? yield no returns. There's no investment. Yeah. They're the worst money managers ever, and we know it because yeah. the debt always goes up under their watch. Yeah, man.
2: Every single time. Every time it goes up under and their watch. The worst part is that it's kind of on this four-year pendulum, mm-hmm. so it makes it feel like <clears throat> you know they 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 get away with it for a while because you can just like if it's you you can get away with it for a while by putting a lot of things on credit. Yeah. Right? You can yep. get away with it for a while and still have a lavish lifestyle but make no money. Right. right. You can still do that. Yep. And that's sort of what it feels like. It feels like they get, you know, there's they, they get to spend all the money and then when it gets cut back, then things start to go badly or whatever because of their policies, their policies. that were in effect. Yeah. And then- the Democrats are the ones who get the blame for because they're the ones in the office at yeah, the time, and I mean, then they go right back to the Republicans. That's a, the,
1: the the transition from W to Obama is a great example of that. W tanked the fucking tanked economy, it, tanked it. absolutely for fucking eight years, fucking devastated the goddamn economy, and then in two thousand eight, handed an economic crisis, an absolute economic crisis, to Obama at the beginning of his administration. So it's like and but Obama presided over the 2008-2009 housing recession and the global recession that followed. So in one sense Obama presided over the greatest recession in American history, but that recession was absolutely wasn't the making. result. Yeah. It was going to happen even if we didn't elect anybody. Yeah. If we'd elected Airbud to sit in that chair, that fucking housing yeah. recession was going to happen. Yeah. It, it happened literally within weeks.
2: Within weeks, wow! Before he was in office, I remember they called him in because they, like, Bush was like, "Yeah, I want to give the banks a bunch of money."
1: Yeah, they had to collaborate on yeah. the bailout yeah. in the middle of the presidential transition. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's like the the idea that the Republicans are this like small government fiscal. That's like that's my dad's Republicans. Yeah, that's not ours anymore. Yeah, man. I know, man. Now we've got the book branding people. Yeah, we got the now we got the people who are, yeah. who are like don't wear fucking the wrong clothes you know, to work or you're you fired. You Women
2: aren't people anymore. You, know, you can't get medical care anymore because of your, you know, you're yeah. LGBT. So it's it's a fucking crazy world. A ton of really depressing stories. Really
3: sad thing. stories.
2: Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey, a sad
1: day today. <laughs>
2: might've had a sad week this week, but that's okay. Cause come back on Thursday. We're going to have a funny show for you. Funny We're going to hang out, chill. So, uh, come hang out and do that. And then the following week, we'll have a long form. So, uh, so come on, uh, on the, the following Thursday for that, but check your feeds on Thursday for the first two weeks of the month, because there's extra shows for everybody. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed.
3: Credulity is not a virtue.